tonight for fun and so glad to see you here you're watching if you don't know already talk more talk a solo <laughs> beatles video cast we're here every other monday live on facebook and then later on you know you can watch on youtube and other various formats we discuss the solo careers of john paul george and ringo usually solo uh, but sometimes as a group, depending on what it is that we're discussing and what comes out to, for of interest that we want to talk about. And I'm Joe Mayo. You may know me from my YouTube channel, Mean Mr. Mayo. And please check it out if you haven't already. I talk about all kinds of stuff regarding the Beatles and solo Beatles. And we're going to be having a very interesting uh, topic tonight, I think. We're talking about a release that's been out for um, almost a month now. But before we get into that, I'm going to introduce my uh, co-hosts, okay? Starting with the queen of all Beatles media, <laughs> and she's not wearing her crown. I'm a little disappointed like that. <laughs> <laughs> she's got a couple of books you may be interested in. Uh, you got uh... It's the cloud behind her. That's her crown. <laughs> yeah, that's, mm. her crown. <laughs> that's her crown. Uh, her, her books are Songs We Were Singing, Guided Tours Through the Beatles' Lesser Known Tracks, and also Michael Jackson FAQ, and uh, she's none other than the great Kit O'Toole. <laughs> Thank you very much, Joe, and hello, gentlemen, and hello, everybody who's watching. Hello, Kit. Hey, Kit. Uh, next up, we have uh, half of the uh, hosts from uh, Paul McCartney podcast called Two Legs. Uh, his partner is Andy Nichols, who's not here right now. But uh, have a warm welcome, everybody, for uh, Tom Hunyadi. Hello, hello. Hey. hey, how you doing, Joe, Ken, and Kit? It's always how glad you to doing? Be. Oh, hey, I'm all right. How hey. you doing? Forget What's about it. Doing? Anyways, anyways, it's good to be here, as always, with you. What are you trying to do, imitate me? <laughs> with you tree. <laughs> All right, I'll try to get get rid of some of that. Okay. <laughs> Last but not by any means least, he's been doing Beatles uh, radio stuff for about close to forty years now. That's four o years. Uh, his syndicated show is Every Little Thing, and he hosts a Beatles podcast called Things We Said Today. That's uh, uh, none other than Ken Michaels. Ken, hello. Hey, Joe. Tom, Kit. 
Hey. I should also yeah. mention a couple of things uh, about Ken. He has a new YouTube channel, right, called Ken Michaels Radio. That's right. On YouTube. He's got a, a good interview up there to start with. And uh, he's going to be uh, doing a special contest announcement at the end of the show. If you want to hang around, and please do. He'll t- tell you all about this contest. Okay? Very it's, it's so, a good one. It's, it's a good one. Yeah. No yep. doubt about it. So, um, let's go right to some news, uh, and we'll get that out of the way before we go to our main topic. Okay. Okay. Our main topic being the "Give Me Some Truth." I forgot what it was. Yeah, (laughs) I thought we should let the folks know. They probably know already. Yeah, give me some truth, man. All right, we're going to start with something uh, which is—it seems old at this point. (laughs) And and remember, on our last show, we said we were joking about this. that the news is going to come out about McCartney 3 right after this show. Yeah. We did our show Monday, and all the news, I think, came out Wednesday. Wednesday. But um, it was officially announced, the release of McCartney 3 coming out on December the 11th, with, so far as we know it, 11 tracks. There are 10 physical variations of McCartney 3 that went for sale. All these limited editions, vinyl <laughs> copies which uh, I think Tom and Joe bought half of them out. No, I only bought two colors. (laughs) (laughs) But for those of you who want to know what's out there, and you probably know anyway, but I'm just going to run them down real fast. And then if you guys want to talk about it, that's fine. Because I don't really collect that stuff. I just care about getting all the music. Um, There is the standard vinyl LP. There is an opaque Coke bottle uh, vinyl that came out from Spotify. There's a green vinyl from Target, a blue vinyl from HMV. Uh, The first one I found out about, which is really a cool idea, a yellow vinyl from Third Man Records, which was made from uh, McCartney and McCartney 2. Yes. What did they call that? A regrinding version? Regrinding version, yeah. They took both of them combined and used them for the dots, I believe. I guess so. You need you need black for the dots yeah. so yeah um and they only made 333 copies of that yeah that's going to be some see that i would consider item. that in an investment more than anything i would do you know it. i wouldn't play it they went at least one that i saw went for five thousand dollars i think it's it's two. sold on over, over over five thousand two of them five. wow and that's just now yeah Wait till we find out how much it's going to be worth later on. <laughs> um, there's a pink vinyl version from yep. Newbury Comics, a red vinyl, another one from Third Man. Yep. For indie record stores, a white vinyl. Then there is the standard CD and the Target CD, which has green cover art. Yes. So uh, you said you bought two so far, Joe? Yeah, I got the green Target one I ordered and also... The red, I think it's third man red because there's, I'm told there are more than one versions of the red also. Okay. So, <laughs> the third so man much. records version of the red. Oh, this is crazy. Yeah. And I've never seen it go to this degree for collector's items. But I think he wants another number one. <laughs> well, here's the thing, though. Here's the thing, though. If you, if you add these all up. Okay, because a lot of them were for 1,500 copies. Mm-hmm. I, I believe it only goes to 1,100, 1,333 copies. 
I'm sorry, 11,333 copies, if you add them all up. Um, like I said, most of them are, were 1,500. I think the, the uh, indie white one was like uh, 2,000. Um, obviously, the yellow was, you know, 333. So, you know, 11, when you think about 11,000 copies, yeah, that might help. But I, I would think those went rather quickly. And I think, you know, you know, he'll probably get, you know, you know, maybe another 20, 30, hopefully that first week, uh, whether it's CD or vinyl sales, and that would, would hopefully push it then to a number one. Uh, I wouldn't, <laughs> I wouldn't expect it. You know, I would hate for him to get a number still, one because of that. That's embarrassing if I'm to be it's, honest. Oh. It's very tough to achieve that no matter what, because yeah, you've got exactly. the competition of younger artists out there and mm -hmm. most of the buying public is a younger demographic. And you just have, in the case of Paul, because his music is not programmed to younger people, they don't get to hear it. So it's just basically oh. the hardcore fans. It's live. <laughs> I'm sorry, I, just, I had a cascade here, folks. That's yeah, all right. Oh, man, this might be good. So what yeah. was I saying? So, yeah. you know, you I'm just sorry. have the very loyal fans out there that will buy it the first couple of weeks. Correct. And then it drops off the charts. And then I so, think the um, most it's the most loyal fans too that are getting these colored vinyls as well. Right. Yeah. So that'll give it a little push, but it's certainly not going to bring it to number one. You know, right. we should be grateful if it debuts in the top ten. I think that alone. Yeah, is I think that would be a great, and I think the excitement for the fact that it's being called McCartney Three, I think, you know, will drive a, a bunch of sales as well. I mean, I know a lot of people are excited that it's called McCartney Three. So. Yeah. Not only that, I was saying competing with the younger artists. Right. It's also close to Christmas time. Yeah, and we there's don't always know, more product that comes right. out. Yeah. We don't know what his competition that week uh, right. releases will bring. You know? mm -hmm. Well, yeah. and also I think he's, he's probably looking to do something different you know, in terms of promotion. Because let's face it, with, with COVID and I mean, it's not like with Egypt Station where he could go on yeah. all the different talk shows and he could do right. all the, you know, the concert at uh, Central Station and he could do all, you know, and, right. and carpool karaoke. I mean, he's limited to what he can do so i mean you know this is something that that he can do to help promote the the album is you know putting out all these right. different uh different editions so it's uh you know he's, he's, as i said he's limited as to as yeah. to what he can do i mean yeah. i got i got four four different colors myself mm -hmm. and i got i'm kind I, of I, I, and I'm and I'm not happy with that. I mean, I, I'm excited that he's doing this. The collector in me is excited, yeah. but the fan too, who wants to hear the music, is is a little frustrated with it. You know, so I'm I'm torn with it. Yeah, I mean, I I'm excited for the album. I'm excited, you know, for these different you know color vinyls, but you know, exactly. I mean, did he need to do you know ten different versions, or I think it was what eight different you know color vinyls? You know, yeah, and that's without any extra tracks. Right. Apparently, as far yeah. as we know. See, right? And that's or, another thing, too, is, OK, now we're we're spending this money for this. Now, next year, come, let's say, March, April, June, July, is he going to give us, uh, you know, an extended version, you know, a, a, a deluxe version of this? I was going to say the deluxe that's, edition. You know, that's, that's the, the, yeah, the craft the table version. version. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. That's what frustrates me the most, because mm -hmm. I remember, I mean, when Off the Ground came out, those were happy times for me because the album came out and then you got all these CD singles and you bought the CD mm -hmm. singles because you had three or four songs on there that weren't on the right. album. But you weren't buying the album plus bonus tracks. You know, I don't I didn't like with Egypt Station that you had to buy the album again plus, yeah. you know, to get the bonus tracks. 
So, yeah. um, you know, I liked it better in the olden days. It's kind of like getting nine LP B-sides. You look forward right. to that, you know, songs yeah. that are not on the albums and with the, the CD singles. But, right. you know, I, I just hope he doesn't do what he did with Egypt Station here. Right. I would prefer if he did, if, if it, the fact that he did 25 songs during these sessions, if that is in fact true, mm. I would rather him maybe, you know, do like a B-side here and there with one of them, but save those tracks maybe for an album, you know, a year and a half from now or, or two years, you know, so he has these other songs that he can release, you know, so we don't have to wait five years for another album, say, you know, and then maybe, you know, you can call it, you know, McCartney three and a half, you know, or something like <laughs> 3.5, yeah. <laughs> 3.5, yeah. It, it could be on McCartney four. Yeah. yeah. Well, you know, well, if well. he can't get together with his band because of COVID, depending upon, yeah. you know, you know, who knows? Yeah. Yeah. You know. Mm -hmm. yep. But I'm sure Paul's thinking about this in advance. The wheels are mm -hmm. turning. At all times. Yeah. Yes. Yep. <laughs> well, I've pre-ordered the uh, Target edition <laughs> yeah. of the CD. The CD, okay. not, the, yep. not, the, not the vinyl. But yeah, I have no idea if there are bonus tracks on it or what. So and it's very mysterious. Right. Yeah. yeah, it is. I, f I do find it mysterious that they haven't released a, released a track listing yet. That's a little frustrating. I, you know, I had a, you know, when I was doing the live chat earlier on Talk More Talk page, you know, a, a fan said, I mean, do we really need a single? And I thought that was a good question. I mean, do we really need a single to promote this album? No. McCartney didn't have a single. You oh, know, that's so going I, all I, the I way. Yeah. Felt, yeah. Hey, the Beatles you know, had albums so. without singles on them. Exactly. <laughs> right. I also want to all mention right. before, uh, yeah. before I forget to that I've heard that some of these gatefolds for the different McCartney yeah. they're different yeah so mm -hmm. you'll have to get each one <laughs> might not be different tracks necessarily <laughs> this time but different gate different images on the images. gatefolds yeah. yeah i don't know but you know it would be nice to have a single just to tease us to get us ready you know yeah. because it's it's five six weeks before the album comes out so in the meantime to tie us over <laughs> just to get one new song with the trailer nice. was really sweet there was a sweet trailer going on there teasing yeah. everybody oh do you know about that you know there's there's a video that's out of just 34 seconds right of yep. the first song right that's crazy <laughs> not only that there's a guy named i have it here in right, my he, news yeah, yeah alan yeah he he made a video where he's covering the trailer I mean, we're that it. desperate <laughs> in anticipation for this album that this kid who's playing all the instruments, just like McCartney, and he's starting the song off on a reel-to-reel -reel machine, just right. like in the trailer. I mean, it's really cool that he pulled this off, but I mean, gosh, I mean, I just what are you guys hear thoughts on What are you guys' thoughts on that song, just from what, just what we heard? Interesting. I like, I like that, it, for me, I, that it harks back more to the first McCartney album from what we can hear i mean I, I i do enjoy mccartney too you know um mm -hmm. but i for some reason i want this one to be closer to the first one personally hmm. okay. yeah well, i was I've... thinking i was thinking that it was going to be more like the first mccartney album i had a yeah. feeling about that me but, too uh, yeah. yeah i think it sounds very promising i mean i yeah. i like that it sounds kind of you know has that that homemade, you know, home kind of feel. Uh, so, so, but so, I mean, yes, it's 37 mm. seconds or whatever. So we'll <laughs> see, but, but so far so good. Sounds yeah. promising. 
Right. Well, let's hear what Rob Sheffield had to say. Ah, yeah. uh -huh. Rolling Stone. <laughs> he gave the album four out of five stars. He calls it a laid back gem. He says it's full of Paul's folksy finger picking. He says he hasn't sounded so rustic since his earliest solo days from Mary Had a Little Lamb to Mulligan Tire. Wow. Rob says the album works best when Paul leans all the way into the solo acoustic concept. He calls the first song Long-Tailed Winter Bird, which has a few minutes of frenzied guitar playing before Paul begins to sing. That's what you hear in that, that uh, 34 second video. Um, there's also the yacht rock ballad, Women and Wives. <laughs> I hate that term. Was um, that Pablo Cruz? Wasn't Pablo yeah. Cruz yacht rock? <laughs> hey, I like yacht rock. Don't do it. I like I it. Like I, it. I, I just don't like the term. You know, I know, put all I that know. music together. Um, and there's an Abbey Road style goof called Lavatory Lil. Mm. He says the album's peak is a song called The Kiss of Venus a pastoral hmm. romance that floats like an updated mother nature's son. Wow. The album ends with a medley, Winter Bird, When Winter Comes, a hard-bitten tale about farm life. Hmm. Okay. He when winter comes, <laughs> That's right. <laughs> loves his birds. Yeah. Oh, right. I've done a whole hour on every little thing on just bird songs. You know, I, I, I'm still waiting for somebody to ask him what's, you know, the bird thing. I mean, there's so many songs in his catalog that refer that has birds in the title, and and he sings about them. I mean, he's a I know bird he watcher. He's a bird watcher. He is. <laughs> um, when winter comes is from the same session as Calico Skies. Dates back to that, mm -hmm. and it's just Paul on guitar. And apparently, since um, George Martin was involved co-producing Calico Skies, Paul was saying he's kind of like co-producer on that. And the song yeah. Deep Deep Feeling is over eight minutes long. Yes. Okay. Interesting. So let's talk a little bit about Give Me Some Truth, the compilation. How is it doing on the charts, you ask? Well, after <laughs> making an impressive debut in the UK on the official album charts, entering at number three, it drops to number 13 there. Mm. Unfortunately, in the US, it debuted on Billboard's Top 200 at number 40 and drop to 168. Ugh. That is tough. I can't believe yeah. that. Wow. Tough crowd. <laughs> I just think because it is a compilation, but it has hits on it, it's kind of good for the Christmas market. It'll probably stay on the charts. It may not climb right. that high, but it should stay there. All right. I would advise everyone to check out a new interview with Sean online with Anthony Fantano discussing the new compilation, also how Yoko has been a major influence on him musically, and also in terms of learning production. He talks a lot about that and Sean's love for his father's music. Really excellent interview. It's about 40 yes. minutes long. And Sean is just so open and candid. It's, it's really refreshing. Very good. I, I love I it. Liked it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, while we anxiously await the box set for John's Plastic Ono Band album, which is definitely happening, though we don't have a release date yet, there will be the coffee table book, similar to the big one that accompanied the Imagine box set as a separate release called John and Yoko Plastic Ono Band. It's due out November 17th, which you can pre-order on Amazon. It includes first-hand commentary by Lennon, Ono, 
and other members of the band that it's packed with previously unseen photographs by those who documented their lives. Amazon says it offers new insights into the raw emotions and open mindset of Lennon after his marriage to uh, Yoko and the breakup of the Beatles to the making of the album and his revealing interview with uh, Jan Wenner in December of 1970. There's also John's handwritten lyrics and cartoons, some of which haven't been seen before, plus reproductions of posters and artwork to promote the Plastic Ono Band album. Hmm. Again, that's November 17th. That's coming out. Sounds a lot like the Imagine book from a couple years ago. Yeah. So be very good. And that was a that wasn't that book was done very well. So I'm really looking forward to this one. Oh yeah. It's one of the most amazing books that's out there. Yeah. So detailed about everything you'd ever yeah. want to know about the mm -hmm. Imagine sessions. Everything about Tittenhurst Park. Yeah. The trees. <laughs> Every room. <laughs> Every tree. The landscaping. <laughs> Four plans. Yeah. Right. Dr. The Poppers. <laughs> <laughs> They don't hide anything in that book. Yeah, right. Yep. <laughs> it's an open book. That's right. Um, Very good. <laughs> another new book is out called John Lennon 1980 Playlist by mm. Tim English, which according to Amazon examines the music John was listening to during the year of his creative rebirth and how that music impacted his life. Uh, the 1980 Playlist examines the music of an incredibly diverse list of artists that provided the soundtrack to John's final year, including David Bowie, Dolly Parton, Elton John, Bruce Springsteen, Elvis Presley, Jermaine Jackson, The Knack, Kate Bush, Devo, B.B. King, Yoko, <laughs> uh, Elvis Costello, The Vapors, Donna Summer, Tina Turner, Bobby Darren, Christopher Cross, you were talking oh. about that, Kit. I, I remember John saying that he liked sailing. Sailing, yeah, people yeah. Were, were questioning me for years, so. Yeah. I'm vindicated. <laughs> also, Olivia Newton-John and the Cars and Paul McCartney. The book actually did come out already. It's on paperback, was released September 24th. John Lennon, 1980 Playlist. And finally, another new book on John is out called Understanding John Lennon by Francis oh. Kenny. Francis wrote to me saying, this is an original take on John's life, which has lots of new info about John and his life in Liverpool. Uh, the book is available uh, on Amazon and other online booksellers. A few more things. Ringo Starr last Tuesday was among the many superstars who honored the great Jerry Lee Lewis with a virtual concert for Lewis's 85th birthday. And Ringo just delivered a happy birthday message. No song, no performance, but uh, a lot of great performers in it including John Fogarty and Elton John, Keith Richards, a whole bunch of great people. And it's called Whole Lot of Celebrating Going On, 85 Years of the Killer. Don't know if that's gonna come out in any way, like on DVD. Now, how's this for an idea for a movie? Oh, Just oh. when you thought there can't be another idea about the Beatles in a film. Hot off the heels of yesterday, Ethan Hawke, I don't know if you heard about this. Ethan Hawke and his daughter Maya will star in a movie called Revolver, in which Maya plays a teenager who is determined to lose her virginity to George Harrison. <laughs> no thanks. <laughs> in this 60s romantic comedy, Maya plays Jane, a teenager living in Anchorage, Alaska, 
The film is set in 1966 when the Beatles flight to Japan is forced to make an unexpected stop to Anchorage and Jane dream, dreams up a plan to lose her virginity to George. The film is being helmed by co-director for Finding Nemo, Andrew Stanton, and it's set to be introduced at next month's American film market. And our last news item here, Hollywood mourns the loss of film legend, Sean Connery, who uh, most fans regard as the best James Bond. Many Beatles fans are aware of how Connery made fun of the Beatles <laughs> in the classic film, Goldfinger. And promptly and, got hit over the head for it. Yeah, that scene. It, it's been oh, a while since right. I've seen it. You know. Oh, the scene, yeah. <laughs> it's before he gets yeah. knocked, knocked out. Okay. <laughs> Well, while entertaining a, glamour, a glamorous blonde in his bedroom, he realizes his champagne has lost its chill. His exact words to follow, my dear girl, there are some things that just aren't done, such as drinking Dom Perignon 53 above the temperature of 38 degrees Fahrenheit. That's as bad as listening to the Beatles without earmuffs. <laughs> Hilarious. You know you've really made it when you're referenced in a James Bond. <laughs> yep. But um, just so everyone knows, on our own Facebook page, I posted an article which has all these links yes. between James Bond and the Beatles. And there's oh. so many that we've overlooked. <laughs> yeah, I didn't know <laughs> but, that there uh, were other ones. I couldn't think of other ones. Yeah. Oh, there's plenty. Besides Live and Let Die and uh, Barbara Bach being in The Spy Who Loved Me. And there are actors oh, that were in Goldfinger <laughs> that were in A Hard Day's Night. Oh wow! Oh, that Richard Vernon was in Goldfinger, and he was the man in the uh, train carriage in the very beginning that the Beatles make fun of. Um, the woman that, uh, who well, actually she, she just passed away. Yes. Yeah, no, you're uh, yeah. The one that uh, was in the casino with Paul's grandfather, and, yes. and he says, "I bet you're a great swimmer." <laughs> she is. She is the woman who was painted gold. In gold, yes. And she was on the posters and the advertisements for Goldfinger. Mm -hmm. So there's quite a lot. And actually, the first single in the UK of Love Me Do came out the same day that Dr. No was released in movie theaters. Mm. There's more than this. Oh, <laughs> and didn't uh, didn't Sean Connery do In My Life for the uh, George Martin? Um... Yes. Yes. In fact, uh, Ed, Ed Crawford just wrote that in the comments. Uh, yes, okay. indeed. Yeah. Go, Ed. Ed. <laughs> yep. Ed, yep. Sean did the In My Life tribute to Spoken Word in 1998. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yep. And, and from Russia with Love, uh, Matt Monroe recorded that uh, the title theme, and George Martin produced it. There's a lot. <laughs> oh, that's right. We forgot about the Live and Let Die. I forgot. <laughs> yeah. Sure. So that's all the news for now. Okay, Ken. Whoa. Can I can I interrupt you one second? I just wanted to let everybody know that um, this week we see the reissue. Oh yeah. We all stand together. Which, if you order it through paulmccartney.com it'll probably be um uh, mailed out on on friday that one that one i will not be picking up <laughs> i do have the original though <laughs> oh yeah you have the original that's why but it's going to be remastered that's all so right maybe yeah. i'll get it digitally i don't it's know not a favorite i already have the. i already have the vinyl that's one of the few things i actually bought in okay. Colored vinyl. <laughs> oh, okay oh gotcha okay so are we ready to go yes yes we right. are. Listen, let's We're dig in we're going to be discussing, as, as, as Ken uh, told us earlier, uh, Give Me Some Truth, which was released on October 9th, which was would have been John's 80th birthday. So this is right here, 
wait a minute. Oh, <laughs> oh, 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 I, oh, oh wrong this is one. the wrong. Give me some truth. There's another one. That's the one. Thank you, Tom. Uh, anyway, no. that's my first first thing. It's a small thing, but I think "Give Me Some Truth" is is a good title for this new release. Just pity that we already had a couple of items with the title already. You know, mm. the compilation, audio compilation I showed, and also the, the video. Uh, you know, documentary, give me some truth also. Kind of gets a little confusing, I think, after a while. But I think it's a good title for this particular release. And I wanted to say before we go around here, um, when, it, when it first was announced, I, like a lot of fans, I think, on the, the Internet, from what I'd heard, was saying, oh, not another compilation? Oh, this is what they're going to do? And then we started realizing they were going to be having different mixes Okay, and uh, then it started getting interesting when Record Store Day came and we heard Instant Karma, really the first one that was uh, coming out for us to hear what we thought. I really liked what I heard for the most part. Some reservations here and there. You could nitpick. But uh, suddenly my interest was peaking for this to come out. It didn't seem anymore to me like just another ordinary compilation that we're going to get. And I think... Looking back now and reconsidering, it is important to keep John out there. Uh, he's, unfortunately, he hasn't been with us for 40 years. And, uh, you know, new generations would, would do well to be uh, hit with new Lennon compilations. And maybe uh, people who haven't heard his music, or not that much anyway, after the Beatles, can appreciate it and start getting uh, some new releases. Maybe you have to do this once every 10 years or so. I have a whole different take on it. I just wanted to see what, what you three think. So I'm going to go around. I'll start with you, Kit. What, what do you think? What, what would you think when, it, when you first heard about it? And what do you, what do you think now? You know, I it, very similar to what you just said, Joe. You know, when I first heard about it, I thought, oh, no. You know, another compilation. You know, why aren't we getting rarities, you know, outtakes? What You know, I, that's what I want to hear or what, you know come on another, I, I want a box set. I want, uh, you know, let's, let's do, uh, uh, you know, classic Ono band. Let's, let's do something like that. Mm -hmm. But, you know, after kind of echoing what you're saying and after listening to the interview uh, with Sean uh, that we were, that Ken, you were just mentioning uh, a mm -hmm. few minutes ago um, that, you know, Sean was talking about it and, and kind of like what you were saying, Joe, that he wanted to put out something that would keep John in, you know, in the, the public's mind, but also introduce him to other generations. And I think that's what he was trying to do with a lot of these remixes, which we'll, we'll talk about in yes. just a minute, um, you know, to make them sound a little more modern um, to, to young, you know, younger ears, um, not in a, an obnoxious way, but, but to, you know, clean them up and, and make them sound, uh, you know, in some cases, maybe not quite as, as dated, um, and, and to make them sound fresh and do, uh, and just remind people how, you know, a lot of his songs stand the test of time, mm. um, and that the, the, his messages still ring true today. Um, and, you know, and, and as we've, you know, talked about on the show, of course, on, on 
sadly, you know, he's been gone a long time and he, you know, we need to, well, no, we don't, but, a, but the general public needs to be reminded of mm. his music um, because unfortunately, you know, he didn't get to have as long a career as Paul's had. Um, and, uh, and so the more I thought about it, and then as I was listening to this collection, it did make me think, like, as I was listening to some of them, like, you know, wow, I'd forgotten what a good song that was, you know, or, or man, I just, you know, I, boy, there was, that was a great vocal on that. So I think that's what Sean wanted, you know, wanted us to, to um, do that. Plus he said in that interview, I want this to be a gateway to other right, albums. To the, um, mm-hmm. yeah. And I thought that is smart. And I hope that's, that's a hint of things to come then, too. Also, you know, I, I was listening to the CDs in, in my car when this came out. Now, you know, most of us watching this, I've heard a lot, a lot of times, at least songs. I mean, I know them so well, but I was touched. I was, I mean, the, the, the sound quality, the clarity, what was done. I was getting emotional and teary eyed at some of these. Now, I've heard these before. But they really resonated with me more than they ever did this particular time around. So, yeah. uh, so Tom, what what do you feel about it? I felt, uh, you know, kind of betrayed in a way. I mean, like you all did. I mean, another compilation. I am compilationed out from all of them. I don't want <laughs> an, any more compilations from Beatles, solo Beatles. I, you know, we don't need it. But... You know, but I know some of them were done were different for different reasons. You got Shea Fish, Greatest Hits. You got the the Imagine John Lennon was for the movie Imagine John Lennon. You know, and and so on. Some of them were for the what the uh, John Lennon versus the USA uh, documentary film. Um, so I mean, you've got so many different kinds of uh, compilations out there. What really surprised? Actually, I was so frustrated. I didn't even look at the track listing. I mean, I knew it was for like a, a week or so because I was just so discussed it the fact we were going to get another compilation but when i heard that sean lennon was going to be involved with it that's when i you know started perking my ears up a little bit okay this is you know as he said in the uh that interview kit that kit brought up this is pretty much the first time that he's involved with uh with a um you know a project like this so mm-hmm. i was really interested to hear his take on these songs and what you know his ears how he felt about a lot of these songs while he was growing up and a lot and he said a lot of interesting things you know especially like you know he's not the biggest fan of when you know celebrities and musicians do political stuff or statement uh, stuff i was really that, that was very you know, interesting i yeah. was really moved by that because i feel the same way i know, you know? Yeah, I, thought, I thought of you right <laughs> thought of you right away with that <laughs> <laughs> but um, um, but getting back to I mean I so I, I wanted to give this set a chance for that reason because you 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 gotta think that this is really personal to him and for him to have this chance to finally you know get in the studio and work with that team and and you know help pick the songs and and you know and you know take certain things out and lift the, the vocals up I mean we knew from the Imagine set that they were really concentrating on on his vocals. So I kind of got a sense they were going to continue with this, which, you know, obviously big, big thing that they did with this. And we'll talk mm-hmm. about, you know, what, you know, our feelings about those vocals on, on certain songs. But, yeah. but yeah, I mean, the more I started thinking about it and the more I heard, you know, Sean Lennon was getting involved with it because I do respect his solo career. I think he's done some really good stuff. 
and he's yeah, got good up. ears and you know he's good you know producer or, or engineer so i was kind of excited about uh, that Sean, Sean was very very hands-on with this with yes over, very hands-on for the project hmm. and that's why together and that's know. why i don't consider this uh compilation a cash grab because there was a lot of effort put into this this just wasn't yeah. get let's get the songs on two cds and and put it out like a budget release yeah. this was years in the making what two years i think they worked on this i think paul hicks said and, and i think in the uh oh, the interview that you sent i think kit um i think so yeah, yeah i think I mean, it was like two years was, yeah this was yeah. a lot of work a lot of time and uh and you know and uh um ed crawford brings up too which is true he said this really opens uh, Sean up as the primary guardian of John's music. Yes. Yeah, this is so. like his, like his sort of coming pass, out. Passing of yes. the torch. In yes. a way. So, yeah. Let's hear from Ken. Ken, what do you think? Well, um, I know that you guys have listened to things we said today, and we've, <laughs> we've talked about compilations many times on that show, and we have different opinions about it. And all these years, I've been saying kind of like what you've been saying, Joe, that every 10 years, there should be a compilation. Because forget about you being the hardcore fan who's followed everything that John's done. Think right. about the new fan. The new fan right. Because if you don't have new fans, then the artist catalog is going to die. You always have to attract new fans, young fans out there. The best way to do that is with a compilation, either a greatest hits or a greatest hits plus deeper cuts. I've never looked at any of the Lennon compilations as being a cash grab. I actually think that some of the, um, like Working Class Hero is a real favorite of mine. Mm -hmm. They managed to put the hits in there and, and have deep cuts and interesting deep cuts. Right. Um, I don't wanna go too heavily into Working Class Hero because we're talking about <laughs> Give Me Some Truth. But um, yeah, uh, what really grabbed me is the fact that it's remixed. So it's not only going to attract, hopefully, uh, a young audience who wants to know what John Lennon's solo uh, catalog was like, but also the, the more loyal fans that want every version of every song. Yeah, yeah uh, we all want all that it takes, all of us, all the stuff that's in the Imagine box, save that for the box sets. But for a compilation, you know, I'm glad that they did this. And in every single compilation uh, of John's, they've all been somewhat different. The song selections have varied from each one. You know, when Working Class Hero came out, I was thrilled that a song like, um, well, Out the Blue is on there, which is mm. on right. uh, Give Me Some Truth Now, uh, or uh, Intuition, or the, the, the um, cheap trick version of I'm Losing You, and the piano version of Real Love. There are interesting uh, recordings that were on that compilation, just like on this one, there were songs that I wasn't expecting, like Angela, for example. That yeah. was like the big, the big shock of all. Mm. But yeah, I'm all for compilations from any artist. Any artist with any long history, you can't just assume that you keep the catalog as it is and everyone's gonna find it sooner or later. Mm. You have to keep putting out product. There's, a, there's an expression mm. that I have, you gotta keep the machine going. <laughs> and that's how it is with the solo product. That's how it is with the Beatles. It keeps the name out there. And that's very important. I, I, yeah. I agree to a point, but I mean, I think it should be spread out more. I don't think we should be getting one like every other year, you know, depending on, you know, what company is putting them out. I mean, if we're for now on, let's say, okay, we got this and now it's going to be another five, 10 years before the next one, then do it that way. I mean, I just, but I just don't see why, we, you know, we have to get, 
you know, one, one well, every other, one every couple of years instead of, you know, one every five or 10 years. I think you know, once every 10 yeah, I mean, there's years. There's been a lot right. out there. Yeah. 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 And, so and it I. really shows with John because his catalog was so small. You know, mm -hmm. there's so much more you can do with the other Beatles catalogs. So exactly. look Right. So, but exactly. yeah, I'm glad that this came out and I'm always going to support any compilation for that very reason. Now, there were a total of 36 songs, I believe, that were done. I don't think we, we're not going to take every one of them. So uh, what, what I would, would try to do is maybe we'll just go around and we'll all talk about maybe some highlights, things that really stood out to us. Maybe if there are any that apply, some lowlights, things we didn't like. Um, and uh, we, we're talking about how John's voice is brought up front. That's important to talk about because to me that's the main thing about these that really are interesting and we had that a lot when the remixes came over is it 2002 remixes of the cds that were done mind games in the, in the early 2000s yeah. so they weren't all yeah. they weren't all in the same year but they were spread out over a few years. so yeah. Think, yeah well anyway the thing is that you know we, as everybody knows john notoriously was very self-conscious about his voice and it's hard for us to understand why but you know, he didn't like the sound of his voice, and he always tried to have George Martin do things to it, and he wanted to try in his solo music to disguise it and bury the voice and all this kind of stuff. And when the CD came out several years ago, the Double Fantasy stripped. Yeah. Um, at first, I was like, uh, I don't know about this. I came to enjoy it afterward, but at first, I was like, this is not what John wanted. He, he didn't want his voice like this is that right you know you start getting into that whole thing being a purist or not mm -hmm. uh, and then you think well i think anyway a lot of times an artist is his own worst critic you know he's very close to it himself so he kind of tends to kind of uh you know, put himself down maybe in a lot of cases and that's the case i think with john but what they did here of course was make his vocals so clear that, as I said earlier, songs that I've heard so many times took on a whole new feel and resonance with me because of it. Uh, I thought it was such a such a, a great job at that. And uh, you could argue that there were other things in some songs musically, some instruments that were brought down, uh, other ones brought up. Um, so... I think or we should take it out altogether. Take it altogether, right? <laughs> Which is uh, so. I said, you know, talking about things we highlights we like, things we didn't like. Um, I, I want to start out by discussing one of the. I like basically everything here. In fact, I have no, from what I can remember, listening to it, no real disappointment in anything. Uh, I liked everything pretty much. Some of the things that I'll talk about that I liked. Uh, I, I liked whatever gets you through the night. I like uh, having John's voice a little more prominent. I love Elton John. I am an Elton John fan. I grew up with Elton John as a, in the 70s as a kid. I'm a fan. But whatever gets you through the night was never one of my favorites. I think only because it, it wasn't enough John in that particular track, at least to my ears. So now I feel like it's a John Lennon song with him, Elton John, guesting more. You know, so I, I really have a, a, a bigger appreciation for that song. Uh, some of the things I could mention, uh, I, I liked uh, the piano and just like starting over being brought up. I think they call call them triplets, uh, the piano. Yeah. Uh, 
I'd heard that louder. I mean, I, I, I'm going to pass it to you folks, but I just want to throw a couple in for myself first. But I, I, and one that I want to get some uh, feedback from you on is Steel and Glass, mm-hmm. which is one of my very favorite solo Lennon songs, period. Uh, I was so excited to, to hear that it was going to be on here with this new remix and with his voice so prominent. Then the disappointment category now I'm talking about. Uh, the horns, the brass was <laughs> gone in uh, certain parts. And I think for me, that was the, the thrust of the song. That's kind of what makes it a lot. So I was like, oh, I don't know if I really care for this. And Sean himself mentioned, uh, I have a quote here in that uh, Anthony Fant- Fantano interview, which can be found on YouTube if you want to, if you want to see it. He said, uh, well, he didn't really want fans to uh, be upset with him or anything, you know. Um, but he, called, he talked about the, quote, flagrant use of horns uh, and trying to turn them down because he felt they didn't really stand the test of time. And uh, that that one decision disappointed me. Uh, however, I feel, I feel that you can, you can argue and say, you have them on all the other ones. They're not going anywhere. Mm. This is different. This is something right. different. So I can accept it when listening to the Give Me Some Truth compilation. Makes me wonder what's going to happen in the future if we get Walls and Bridges done. Is it going to is it going to be right. restored and they're going to keep the keep the horns? Well, or not? I think there was the yeah in the interview that I mean he pretty much stated that these mixes are going to be exclusive completely different this. than mixes exclusive to this. Right. 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 So yeah. that so that's that's that gives me some good hope for that um <laughs> living in hope living, in, living hope. in hope that's what you can do right so uh i i don't know what do you, what do you think about likes dislikes what anything i've said and bounce off let's go around ken you start first well first of all one thing that i'd really like to say about this is that and i know that some fans will disagree with this but i think that that john paul and george all became really good producers on their own. And eventually so did Ringo, you know, co-producing with Mark Hudson and Bruce Sugar. I've never really had a problem with the way the solo albums were mixed and produced. Um, When it comes to producing, there are a few things that are very important to me. The lead vocals always have to be up front and the balance of all the instrumentation has to be right. And I've never felt when it comes to John that his vocals were buried. You know, John, like we know, didn't like the sound of his voice. I like John's voice when it's single tracked, when it's double tracked, when you've added reverb. If he's singing in the toilet, I'm going to like John <laughs> Lennon's voice. He's got one of the greatest voices out there. I'm just being honest. But, um, you know, I've never felt in any of his solo albums like his vocals were, were hidden. You know, and sometimes when he added reverb, it was for effect and it worked right. A song like Number Nine Dream, you know, you want a dreamy effect Mm -hmm. like that. So I think that, you know, John was a very good producer. And even when he worked with Phil Spector, for example, there may have been times when the other instruments like in rock and roll were close to the volume of his voice, but you still heard his voice loud and clear. I never felt in any way that you know, you needed to really push up John's voice. No, I, but, um, I, I, I feel differently, but I, I know what you're saying too. You've appreciated, I mean, some of the effects 
I enjoyed myself on on some of his solo uh, albums. Yeah. Like you said, if it's dreamy, dreamlike, right? Feel. You know, I've heard some some people have said that Mind Games needed a lot of work as an album. Um, I never really heard that. In fact, on our 50th show, one of our viewers even asked me what what solo albums would I like to see remixed and remixed? No, remastered? Yeah. Anything to improve the the original mixes? Yes. Um, and, and Walls and Bridges, some people have complained about. Walls and Bridges was marvelously produced as far as I'm concerned. But that being said, I look at remixes as just another way of listening. You don't have to see this as being the best versions that have come out. Right. And in some cases, you may prefer these versions. There's things to revel in in this new compilation. Like, for example, uh, Working Class Hero. My God, that acoustic guitar sounds like it was right in front of the microphone. <laughs> you know, it's as loud as can be. And John's voice is clear as a bell. You couldn't get it to sound any better than you did on Working Class Hero. A song like God, the piano in there. Oh, my goodness. Agreed. There's yeah. The way before John goes into the I don't believe in where you got the dun, 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 dun. <laughs> and it gets even louder towards the end. It's just accented so well. And you hear Ringo's fills so much better. It would be a disservice to say that this is all about the vocals. It's really about everything, really. There's a lot of things that you hear much clearer. Instant Karma, the one thing I noticed the most was the drums are up in that. You know, um, and then, you know, when it comes to song selection, I'm really happy that Out the Blue is in this one, too, because I've always talked about Out the Blue as mm. being one of my favorite of, uh, of John's songs. And I know I know. No. Yep. Uh, is in there. And um, well, can let me interrupt. It, I was going to I was going to mention that when you were talking about Mind Games, the album. Uh, how, well, how does something like I Know I Know or Out the Blue, for that matter, fair in comparison to to the original album you know you got the way it sounds here to your ear as opposed you know, to the way it sounds maybe i gotta listen more often the title track to mind games sounds almost the same to me i know i know i hear gordon yeah. edwards bass oh my oh, god yes. i thought that I, yeah. I thought that i heard everything that gordon edwards played because his <laughs> bass makes a big difference and i know i know but there's stuff mm. in the very beginning that he's playing that i hadn't heard so clearly before um out the blue sounds pretty close uh to me but just clearer everything's yeah. more defined clear it's you know i don't really hear it as much as a remix in a song like that there was an article that we've been sharing about um the mixing of of give me some right. truth and uh one thing they were saying is that when it came time to when you're getting to 1973 and later they wanted to emphasize more of the bass mm -hmm. So maybe they're thinking that with the Mind Games album. And, and I, I wasn't sure if they meant the bass frequencies or the bass guitar in this article, but certainly you hear Gordon Edwards more and I know, I know. Um, There's a lot of great moments throughout um, this entire compilation. I can give you more if you want, but- Oh, you want I'm, I'm sure. Well, you mentioned drums, the drums, um... On, on was it was it God you said what was yeah. the song you mentioned? Yeah. God um, certainly instant karma. Instant oh, karma. instant karma, yeah. instant karma. Yeah, I, I wanted to, I wanted to, to 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 mention also uh, on stealing glass, which I was I was talking about my disappointment for the horns missing. I I made notes. One thing that really 
stuck out were the drums in there. I, I said I never heard the drums being pounded like that. Pounded mm-hmm. was the word. I mean, really, like that was. I heard the song a gazillion times, and I the drums sound fantastic. It just gave me chills. Right. So yeah, little things like that. So we can come back and forth. I mean, let, let's let's go around a little bit, and then keep, hold mm-hmm. your thought, uh, Tom. What's what's some of your feelings? Yeah, well, my feelings a little bit like Ken. I mean, I was I was really happy with you know the deep cuts that we got from this. You know, like you know, out the blue, uh, I know, I know, bless you, uh, you know, and and uh, you know, Angela, and um, you know, uh, every man has a woman who loves him. You know, I, I oh, thought yeah. was, um, which that is a, a highlight for me because I mean, what you you get like a lead vocal from John on that song, and I, I was really moved by his his singing on on that uh, on that track as well as the um the harmonies between john and, and yoko on on angela i thought that was that worked very well as well but where i um where i really enjoyed this stuff because i listen these days i listen to all my pretty much all my music in headphones and i got a really nice set of headphones so i, I played these this in, with headphones and i really appreciated the the softer uh songs if if you will like a love like uh, you know, um, working class hero isolation, those kind of songs were, um, you know, you really hear his, his the emotion in his voice in, in, for, in my opinion. Um, and then the one thing that I was really crazy about listening to the headphones was isolation. And it, he goes to, I don't expect you to understand. Yeah. And you just, you get the both of them coming out from both right. speakers. Just, yeah. And it was just so powerful and, and so exciting uh, to, yeah. to hear that. And I, I played that song like four or five times in a row, just so I can, you know, hear that, uh, hear that part as well. Um, I'm the one, I'm the kind of guy that loves the slow intro into love. So um, I'm not the biggest fan of just going right into the piano, but I understand what, you know, they do it that way. I think that was the single edit anyway. Yeah. Mm. You know, so yeah. Okay with that, you know, God, uh, of course, um, the bass playing for um, uh, Cold Turkey, uh, Vorman, you can really hear the his bass throughout that uh, throughout that track. And, you know, like with all these box sets, we keep saying they keep, you know, the drumming and the bass, you know, on these. Um, I was a little underwhelmed with Power to the People. I thought it was just going to come out and grab you and punch you in the face. I really didn't get that feeling yeah. um, with that. Um, that introduction of power to the people i felt like i heard everyone in the crowd really okay (laughs) you do but i think i think it just i think the levels are down a little bit on that it just doesn't sound as loud it doesn't sound as loud as like the original um uh, past or or or, you know past cds where you you hear power i mean it's really just loud Mm. i mean this i think it's a little more subtle um but still pop but still out there but just not Mm. as aggressive okay um you know as i said you know whatever gets you through the night i like that little sweep that you hear the organ that you hear um but it's like it's almost like a completely different song um again i mean to my ears the horns aren't aren't as aggressive um at the beginning like like um the like the original and Mm. you know hearing john's voice up front just gives me a whole a whole new perspective perspective about the song which you know I, I think I've said on here I mean I'm not the craziest fan about of the song but hearing it this way you know gives me a little bit more appreciation for it um sounds less chaotic 
Yeah, I yeah, I enjoy I enjoyed it more this, this yeah. way. Uh, yeah, yeah. So, um, and let's I see like here. both. Yeah, <laughs> uh, the amazing. vocals on vocals on "Bless You" were really amazing. I mean, you really get the emotion in his voice for that one. And like I said, you know, every man has a woman that who loves him was really good. My biggest great, I would have really, really have loved "Mother" on this box set. A lot I think. of people mm. have said that. I I think that that song needed to be on here because that was so much of his story you know as a as a youth so i i was really expecting i'm really surprised that that song's not on here um not so necessarily surprised that woman is the nigger of the world is isn't on here i mean i can take it or leave it um but uh, how do you sleep i think is is another highlight too i think the, the vocals on that were, are really strong you know and brought up and um my biggest question on this set am i going to listen to this in 10 years you know, I mean, is there enough interesting thing on here that I'm going to keep going back to it? And I and I hope I will. Yeah, this one yeah. I think I, I think I will for sure. You and you, you know, um, you mentioned "Woman Is the Nigger of the World." I'd love to hear all the songs from "Sometime in New York City" given this kind of treatment. Yeah, like uh, New York, New York, yeah. you know, uh, or New York. I'm sorry, New York, York City. City. I was going to say yeah. that's yeah, my you know, every. Yeah. We could go around forever, and all fans yeah. have done this on online. You know, what's missing? What would they rather have? I really wish that we could have had New York City on here. I love that rock yeah. Uh, yeah. with this kind of of, of quality. You know, um, and there are a couple of that I want, I want to talk about, but I think let's give Kid a turn. What do oh. you say, Kit? Yeah, um, you know, when I when I listening to mixes, you know, I'm listening to I'm listening for, you know, certain things. I'm listening for, you know, for clarity and we've you know, you guys have referred to that. Um, and that's that's one of the things. And I'm refer you know, I'm also listening for, you know, if if the song requires that I'm listening for power and drums. Um, I listen for bass, not you know, too much bass, but I like to hear the bass turned up a little bit. Um, and of course, as, as you've all talked about, uh, in all these songs, I mean, John's vocals are definitely brought up. So I wanted to hear a bit of that as well. So when I saw that Instant Karma was the first cut on this, I, I just thought, give me those drums. You know, that's <laughs> what I was looking for. Give me those drums. Because I always thought that um you know in the original cut that those drums could have been a little fuller sounding and this doesn't disappoint i thought the drums do sound better on on this um you know i thought it it was you know clearer mix you know a little less muddy and i i so and the bass is more prominent um on mm. this as well which gives the helps give the drums mm. that extra punch Mm. Um, so I was very happy with that, uh, that remix, um, cold Turkey. That's actually one of my favorite mixes on the set. Um, mm. I thought, I mean, it is just piercing. I mean, those yeah. guitars, my gosh. I mean, I was listening to this through headphones as well. Mm. And I mean, I could hear, I mean, the, the, you know, some of the discordant part of the, the guitars that I never noticed before, mm -hmm. um, and which, you know, of course, just perfectly illustrates what John was going through during that detox. Um, and the, and you could, I could also hear some of the, you know, moans and screams. Detox, no, wait a minute. This song's about uh, getting... Uh you know having turkey and getting sick the next day right yeah yeah you know. <laughs> sure yeah food poisoning food poisoning although i mean some of those noises could be made for food poisoning yeah. too <laughs> 
be. be something else. But, uh, <laughs> but, but I mean, I mean, I, I could hear the the agony in his voice, like like even more so than in the original. So I thought that mix was incredible. Um, mm. That that was one of my favorites of of, of the whole set. Uh, mm. Isolation, yeah. same as you. When he said, I don't expect you, it was like he reached out and grabbed me by the throat. (laughs) I mean, it it was. It was a revelation. Wow. I mean, he just, his voice just leapt out of the speakers. Uh, Just, uh, and that's one of my all-time favorite John Lennon songs. So, Mm -hmm. I mean, he just, his his emotion just came out even more so um, in, in that mix. So I, I enjoyed that quite a bit. So if that's any indication of what the plastic Ono band box set is going to be like any kind of remixes, mm-hmm. I'm on board. Uh, <laughs> I'm, uh, I'm definitely on board. I think that that sounds, uh, amazing. Uh, the mind games, um, remixes too, as, as you've all alluded to, um, I, I'm very, uh, I, I'm also, very uh open to some uh some remixes there i like this mind games uh the, mm. the song i like that remix i like yes i like i like the title track very much here uh it sounded much better to me I, even me better than the one that was remixed on the 2002 i think it was one. yes mm. they had a, yep. a little too much swirling swirling organ on on that one for me mm-hmm. uh it, it shows you all the differences you can have from version to version isn't it amazing? some of them will appeal some of them not as much Yep. What, what was it about this version that you like more, Joe? Oh, uh, do I have it written down? I don't. <laughs> I just remember, <laughs> curious. You know? I just remember that I like. I don't have that written down. Oh boy, I don't. I don't have the title, but I don't remember what. But this is when I first heard it around the ninth of October, mm-hmm. so it's a month ago. But uh, I, I, I think, I think I heard things I hadn't heard before. Exactly what I can't tell you without giving another listen. Uh, mm-hmm. Well, yeah, well, track. for me it was that like there was a guitar part. Um, in the, the, you know, the love is the answer. I think there was that section. There was a guitar part I'd never heard before. Um, and, uh, you know, some instrumentation like that. Uh, John's voice was much clearer for me in this. So, I mean, some of the lyrics, um, I could really, I mean, I've of course seen the lyrics before, but I mean, to really, I could really hear him. This time. Yeah. You might not read the lyric sheet like you like exactly. <laughs> I mean, like wow, I can actually yeah. understand him just listening to him. Um, out, out the blue, as you mentioned, same thing. I I like uh, you know again. It's just a, I just always thought, and I, I'm sorry to I know you you don't agree, Ken, but I just I've always thought that Mind Games was kind of a muddy mix just for me. And yeah, I, this, I think so too. yeah, this is much improved. I I like that. And same thing with. Uh, I know, I know. Uh, Let's speak about drums. The, yeah, it's the 2010 remaster sounds great. Mm, of yeah, games. Mm. yeah. Everything it, in that box set from 2010 sounds fantastic to me. Yeah, yeah, it's it's true. But this is great. There's some organ in. I know, I know that I'd never noticed before. Yeah, I mean, more organ yeah, parts. Yeah. It's just amazing okay. how I, these I, I know, I know, has become a is is becoming a quick favorite of mine thanks to good. this this next yeah, yeah, you know it's, it's really beautiful mix i think they did a great job one of the highlights for sure exactly and yeah. for walls and bridges you know with um particularly bless you and number nine mm-hmm. dream i kept yeah. writing warm warm mm-hmm. it was a warmer mix a warmer sound for well, me well it was baked 
Yes. <laughs> there you go. So that makes sense. Um, but but it was it, it was just a um, fuller sound for me. And that was an, and I love Walls and Bridges. That's one of my favorite. John yeah, albums. Uh-huh. So I was very anxious to hear what they were going to do with some Walls and Bridges tracks. And uh, and I think they did a nice job. Um, I, I think they were again, they were just fuller, clearer, but but without you know, without sounding too clinical. I mean, they were, they, as I said, they still had that warmth to them. I actually did like Steel and Glass a lot. I, I did like this and I know they toned down the, the horns and normally that would make me really upset because I love horns. We've yeah, all so talked I, about you know, I, I, I wanted to mention it before and, and forgot. You know, there, there are people, everybody has different tastes who mm-hmm. don't care for horns and pop rock music, rock music. A lot of them say that I don't like saxophone. I don't like that. I yeah. do. As you said, yeah. I like the horns. I do. Yeah. And normally, yeah. and that's what I'm saying. Normally we, yeah, we've all talked about it in the show much. We love horns this time. It didn't really bother me. I mean, there were other times like, like with whatever gets you through the night. That was the only thing I didn't like that. I thought they brought down the sax a little too much in that, mm-hmm. but, uh, but for this, it didn't bother me as well because boy, it sounded even darker uh, in, in, this version which i kind of liked because it is this this very dark um you know kind of song so for me that was that's interesting interesting because i think sean had said said that you know yeah so for me i had an email with sean and sean actually said he thought it sounded it, it, it it helped the song more yeah it just yeah so that that didn't bother me and normally it would you know, normally mm. it would stand by me. I thought sounded yeah. terrific wow. on this. The vocals are so way better. incredible. Way better. And yeah. and this is, to be honest, not one that I always love. But this remix made me listen to it in a whole yeah. different way. Yeah, that was great. I was going to mention that, too. And uh, that, that makes me think of something. The number one song that I, that I wanted to hear when I saw it on the track list that I forgot to mention was Angel Baby. Uh, I, I said, oh, man, they're going to put that on there. I really hope that one's not as muddy. And I don't know if that was mostly Phil Spector, that one, or John. Uh, that was Phil Spector. That was Phil Spector. And I'm like, yeah. uh, boy, I want to hear John really sing that clearly. And, boy, was I blown away. That was the first <laughs> one I went to. When I got to set, I went right to that track. That was the first track I went to. And the first thing I noticed is that they didn't have the little spoken introduction on there when John says, mm. this here is yeah. one of my all-time favorite songs, he said. Um, I didn't mind it missing, funny enough. You know, purest that I can be. Yeah. I still said, no, no, well, we have that version on the Roots album, and we have it, I guess that was included as a bonus track also. Rock and, and roll. it was on Men Love Avenue. Well, Men Love it? Avenue, yeah. Yeah. Men Love Avenue. So I'm saying and, this is different. The, yeah. The one from the 2000s of rock and roll? Yeah, was yeah, yeah that, that, that that's the bonus track on it. Yeah. And I really, after hearing that, I, I thought, well, why, why wasn't this on the proper rock and roll album, this one? Mm. You know? um, take off Do You Want to Dance or something. I mean, everybody can pick, you know, what, what, is, what do you funny. play that's... sometimes, Tom? You know, pick one, uh, leave, what is it, take one? Yeah, pick, uh, yeah, take one, and, take one and add yeah. one. Yeah, now, remove can, one, add one. Yeah, remove yeah. one, add one. Yeah. Uh, Ken, I feel like I gave you the, you know, short shrift before because I wanted to get everybody, but I want to hear the rest of your thoughts on other songs that maybe you didn't mention if you have well, any left. First of all, no, my thoughts on Stealing Glass, I think that the horns added so much yeah. on the original there. But on the upside of this is that when you remove it, it made me appreciate the string section more. 
mm. and the orchestration. Yeah. You know, Stealing Glass to me is How Do You Sleep Part Two. It's very much the yeah. same yeah. style yeah. of music. And the orchestration on How Do You Sleep is wonderful. So it's kind of like when you got the Imagine Box set and you've got uh, How Do You Sleep with just the instrumentation, and I mean the orchestration, and you really love it when it's isolated like that. Well, this way it gives you a chance to explore the orchestration on Steel and Glass. Um, with Bless You, the one thing that I noticed the most was that there was more of the percussion but I'm not sure what you call it because it's not drums. It's like congas, whatever it is. If you look at the the, the um, credits, it says Arthur Jenkins Jr. Percussion doesn't right. tell you what it is, but mm. that was brought up a bit. But yeah, um, again, this thing about like with Stand By Me, the original was perfect. <laughs> I mean, I, it's not like you could say John's vocals were buried there. His vocals were right, right hot in the mix. But this is even clearer and stronger sure. so you know if you prefer it that way fine i like i like both you know i like having the choice of going back and forth as we've said as long as the originals stay in print right. and i applied this all the through the years with all the Beatles stuff i remember when let it be naked came out oh, yeah. and a lot of people were saying oh you know this is revisionism you know and but as long as the Let It Be album stays in print, <laughs> this is just another way of listening to the songs on Let It Be. Everybody but, um, relax. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, also, we talk about clarity. I, I, before I forget yeah. this one, the introduction of Happy Christmas War is Over. Mm. When mm. it's, you know, Happy Christmas, Kyoko. Happy Christmas, Julian. Right. It's so crystal clear. I mean, uh, I remember way back in the day, I used to think when I was uh, much younger that saying ha they, they were wishing each themselves each other uh, or Happy Christmas, Yoko. Happy Christmas, That's Johnny, what I thought I it was, too, when yeah, I was for younger. Longest yeah. time. Uh, and then years later, we knew it wasn't. But this is really, <laughs> there's no more doubt. <laughs> <laughs> you can hear it really clearly on that. Yeah. And the clarity, too, I thought made a difference with Give Peace a Chance. Um, you know, when I was listening to that on, on the headphones, I, I felt like I was in the room with them. Um, mm. I, I thought mm. that was nicely done. I mean, I could really hear for the first time, like, you know, different voices in the room and different bits of, of you know, people shaking the tambourine and, right. and doing all that. And, yeah. and John, you know, encouraging everyone, you know, like, come on, everybody. And you know, all that. I thought that was nicely cleaned up. Uh, I must confess, I, that was one I did not play. Mm -hmm. I'm not a big really fan of, this, of this, play it because this song, I know, Piece of Chance. Yeah, because you know what? I mean, it's, it's, and I think other people have mentioned this online and all that. Yeah, it's not my all-time favorite. No. Okay. Guess, right. it, it isn't. But it's really worth a listen because it's, I mean, it's so clear. I mean, you really feel like you're in the room with them. Right. And Same thing with, like, um, um, uh, it grow old with me, right? Where oh, you can high, tell, that's, that's interesting. You can tell that about. it's that it's it's so clear. You can almost tell that it's several different versions or different uh, demos, you know, of the of that song. It sounds like you yeah. know the Frankenstein. They Frankensteined it. <laughs> yeah, I like, I, and I think that's the version that I, I would stick with personally. Mm. I think this uh, version I'm, of, of I, I'm not that way. <laughs> like <to> make it <laughs> no, no, I prefer either just the demo that was on Milk and Honey. Or right. the version that George Martin orchestrated. So this was a hybrid. 
And I, mm-hmm. I could have sworn Sean said it was a combination of three versions. I think he said three. Yeah. 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 But the, the demo part is different from the one that's on Milk and Honey. That's a mm-hmm. different take altogether. And I hear more piano in that, which I like. Mm-hmm. But this kind of reminds me of when uh, on the Beatles anthology, when they had that version of Good Night where you just had uh, the piano part and, and Ringo singing to it, and then they cross-faded into the Beatles version. Mm. I'd much rather, because if you know that full version, the piano version <laughs> that's on the White Album box set, that's perfect. It's, it's a great outtake. It was wonderful the way it was. Um, but yeah, uh, it's interesting what they did here, but right. I'd rather have one or the other. Mm. Um, and also for clarity, um, I was very impressed with Oh My Love. It oh. says it's as clean as a whistle. <laughs> the very beginning of George, the guitar playing that he does on the song, everything. It's just and, and these are so not. We should clarify, right? As I understand it, these these are not the same ones that were done on the Imagine Ultimate. Mixes. No, no. Apparently, no, yeah, these were the whole different mixes from the Imagine box set. Right. Yeah. Um, and Jealous Guy too. Mm-hmm. The Nicky Hopkins piano, which mm. really yeah. makes the song. Oh, what a full sound on Jealous yeah. Guy. It's gorgeous. You know, I've heard some people, you know, complain, saying, what do they got to put come together live on this? Um, you know, usually I'd be the first one to say, oh, they always got to throw in a Beatles tie-in. But I really loved it on here. I love this version. I love the clarity of it. I love the evening performance, mm-hmm. as opposed yeah. to the one that we got on John Lennon Live in New York City, which was the afternoon show mm-hmm. and john gets more of the words right on this version <laughs> not and, uh, all i like that little uh hilarious. joke there <laughs> you know what i mean but um no i i really loved that i love hearing that on here like i just love it love to hear it in in this collection with all the other songs because you know, let's face it we don't have much john live right. and uh we don't have much John doing a Beatles songs live, you know. I'm never gonna get that. So yeah, I'd like I, to I, have that. You remember, yeah, I think I would no, go ahead. Sorry. You remember during the one to one concerts, John said, We'll go back in the past just once. Just once. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. I wish that yeah. was on he doesn't say they don't have that on here, I don't think. They don't no. No. But that version was also on the John Lennon anthology box set too. Right. So and, yeah, yeah, people have told me version, some of some of these things that are on there that I'm not I have it. But it's been so long since I listened to it. So, yeah, and that's yeah. one of the things I noticed when 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 Paul Hicks was talking. Uh, I think he <laughs> said that Sean was asking if you do notice anything before and after the 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 recording to let him know and says to you know maybe add something like that. So I'm I'm kind of surprised that that something like you know we're just going to go in the past just once wasn't you know added to that because i i think that's i like those little added easter eggs you know right. like a before or after that we've been getting in these box sets lately speaking of easter eggs there are some on 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 this, this at least the vinyl right uh mm. if, in the, the run out groove they said they have right. john and yoko saying their names like john, the wedding album yeah and it, oh. i think i think he just it, it's it gets stuck on that i think that's the bed wax and you can mm. hear them do it which i think is is fun oh that's it's a cool. fun touch mm. Huh. Also, that live version of Come Together, I kind of feel like the drums, you don't hear the drums that much in the very beginning. Mm. And then later on, you hear it much more. So I don't know what was wrong with the mix there. Mm. But, you know, the, the Live in New York City album, I always thought was a 
pretty bad sounding album it was very high end yes. yeah it was a kind of like an am <laughs> you yes. know radio yeah. feel to it and then if you listen to the uh lennon anthology version it's like night and day yeah the sound quality is so much better on that live version of come together and you know it's it still has a lot of presence now on this new compilation but you know my only problem is not hearing the drums in the beginning of that yeah thing. Well, I hope they're waiting for the fiftieth. Maybe that's what's going on. Yeah, I hope so <laughs> to, to release to release the one and one one on one. Yeah, because one you know I try. You know, being, being objective about somebody that I really love, you know, it wasn't the shining performance what we got overall. You know, and let's see, yeah, if it can be better. You know, hopefully. Mm. So uh, let's see. Uh, any other thoughts about anything? Packaging? I, I'm a little just, yeah, packaging I think is great. I mean, you know, I kid around and, you know, Joe and I kid around about uniformity on these box sets. Yes. And, you know, this fits nicely right next to the Imagine box set. So let's let's hope that, uh, you know, they keep doing that. So, you know, it's nice and perfect, like the McCartney Archives box yeah. set. You know, the the posters are, you know, the, the uh, re reversible poster I think is nice. I really, you know, what I like about it is, throughout the a couple pictures in the book you get this gold highlight you know yeah. in a few of those pictures that i think are kind of interesting and you get it here on this poster too i don't know if you're gonna mm. you know see it but there's some gold highlights you yes. know throughout yeah. the the picture and i think it's kind of really interesting and artistic uh, that and you get a couple um uh, postcards, which you know, hopefully no one ever used. I, I wouldn't yeah, use. Yeah, who it. would use no. it? <laughs> right, no. like, the stamps came, like, like the London stamps that uh, came out, like the London stamps that came out a few years ago. You know, who's going to use that? Not I. Yeah. And, and then the, the bumper and sticker. Who's going to yeah. use the bumper sticker? You know, right. My car. Yeah. yeah. Don't, don't forget the big book that's in that uh, deluxe CD. I yeah. love that book. That's a great I think book. That's great. Beautifully um, done. Uh, nicely put together yeah. with you know putting together different Some great pictures. Yeah, wonderful pictures. Some of which I don't remember seeing before. Right. Um, the ones with yep. Sean and Julian are really interesting. Yeah, exactly. yeah I like the and, one with the guitars. This, uh, yeah. yeah, on the couch. Yeah, yeah and here's another one that's with the with the gold highlights, you know, in there. You know, kind mm -hmm. of really cool. But yeah, so. I really enjoyed that book, and and uh, you know, not only with all the lyrics and and everything, but some great, you know, the putting together quotes from from John. Yes, yeah. about Each the track. background. Yeah, each track had quotes from, you know, John and Yoko and some of the players that were on the, uh, yeah, the track I mean, as well. Really uh, very well put together and, and nicely bound. I mean, just high quality. I mean, mm -hmm. just just like the the Imagine, Imagine box set. Box I mean, set, I've right. really appreciated mm -hmm. so far what they've come out with. Just very high quality. Well, yeah. you, Tom, like I, said, like I said, I'm with you, though, with the with the uniformity of the size right. of the foxes. I, I, right. I'm a stickler for that when I can get it. Yeah. The worst offender of that of all, not even Paul's archives, are the Beatles right. ones. Yeah. The Beatles yeah. ones are so. This is my biggest gripe, though, is. Oh is the 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 kangaroo pouch yeah they fall will. out easily yeah that that or you just have the better chance of scratching yeah right the, the disc Split you know that sleeve yeah exactly because that's what the the dvd or the blue or yeah the dvd blu-ray or is it blu-ray that's, that's the blu-ray blu yeah. yeah so that's in a that's in a pouch or a, a protected sleeve you should i think same should be done with the cds as well but i like you kit i was very impressed with the text yeah. that's in this book because if they could get, give you information about individual songs, they did, but plenty of times they didn't. But they had all these interviews in there. And it's it's so revealing, John and Yoko talking about themselves and their relationship. And 
I think very, very personal stuff, private stuff for most people. I almost felt sometimes like I was a psychiatrist <laughs> with them talking to me, telling, you know, it's, it's really, I, I've often said nobody's life is a total open book, but John and Yoko's were as close as could be. And you'd, yeah. be, you'd be surprised at what they reveal about themselves and their relationship and how not perfect it was, you know, yes. and they talk about that. And there's, there's, I look, I'm glad you said that yeah. because people say, oh, you know, they always tried to paint themselves as the Romeo and Juliet, the perfect couple all the time. No, they didn't. No. Right. They no. had this um, interview that they gave um, for the international, um, what was it, feminist? Um, it was a big event where they gave an interview and I had never read it before. Um, it was a conference for feminism. I think it was in 1973 in Cambridge. And, you know, just little things that they throw in there like that. Mm. But uh, I think you'll be very impressed. Yeah. Uh, I just, I'm blown away by what John and Yoko, the quotes are in there. And some of this are quotes that you've heard before. Oh, and absolutely. you'll say, oh, I know where that's from. That's from mm. the BBC or whatever. And some of them, you won't know where they're from. And I kind of wish that in some cases uh, they tell you but in many cases, you don't know. There are no footnotes. And I kind of wish I knew, yeah. you know, what year it was said, for what purpose, right. who did the interview, blah, blah, blah. Right. But, um, but still, I think it was very well done. There's something for every song. Agreed. You know? Nice. Agree. Yeah, I think the one we don't, the only also little gripe that I have too is sometimes like a, the backing vocals on maybe like a song like Starting Over, I think is, it was, is brought down a little yeah. bit, you know, yeah. and I think that's such a big part of the, the song is those wa di da, la di da, and you know, yeah, yeah. You, you, then, you know, and you, and you feel a little under, un, underwhelmed with, with that. And I think that's, you know, a really important part of the song, but yeah. you know, I noticed that too. Yeah. That's how I yeah. feel about woman. Mm-hmm. Woman, yeah, yeah. Uh, that Sean, Sean yeah. removed some of the backing vocals. Mm -hmm. Woman to be to me could be my favorite John Lennon song of all time. Mm -hmm. And as a recording, it to me was perfect the way it was. Right. So, but Sean had a different vision of it. Yeah. But still, you know, I'm gonna love it anyway. <laughs> yeah. But the oh. but the original to me will always be the version. Mm. But yeah, probably starting over was my least mm. favorite remix uh because i i agree i i thought um the backing vocals and i also thought and normally i wouldn't say this because a lot of times i think john's vocals have too much reverb mm. and i always welcome when they bring it down a bit i miss the reverb uh, a little bit of the reverb on this because i like that kind of elvis you know that elvis like mm -hmm. uh, yeah and that was that was the whole yeah. intent really exactly yeah he wanted that um and so yeah to have it gone from that it, it kind of changed the sound for i mean it changed I, I, the I just remember the me. piano standing out to me though that, that as i mentioned earlier but the, mm. the other things you're talking about yeah the uh background singing yes tom and uh yeah that, yeah that, that, I mean, that's missing yeah that, that less, kind of robbed it of a little that's charm for yeah. me you know so that that part, uh, yeah, I didn't like. But uh, anybody but, got something to say on the? Any fans are saying anything? Uh, let me see here. Oh, before I say that, though, I forgot to mention. Uh, you mentioned it earlier, but I have to agree that uh, that every man is a woman who loves him. Mm -hmm. As the kids say, that's a banger. I like that. <laughs> that is a great track. I mean, I'd forgotten how good that was. Yeah. To just have mm -hmm. his vocals. I've always appreciated that because back in '84, it was like. 
when it was a single or, or it was on the radio, I heard mm-hmm. it on the radio. I was like, we got a new John Lennon song, you know? Yeah. I mean, the best you could we could get. I mean, yeah, we can take what you can get. Unfortunately, now, right? Because it's not. But it was. I always always enjoyed that version of it. That I yeah. always loved Yoko's version. I love. Yeah. Oh yeah, she, I love all her stuff on that yeah. album. Let's see, um, uh, our pal Tom Brennan uh, says, <laughs> "I like Grow Old with Me much better without the loud drum machine." Mm. Like that okay. without, uh, yeah, I noticed, mm. uh, noticed that. Uh, oh, Tony DeMeo is I'm losing you on this set. Yes, it is, mm-hmm. and I like the remix of uh, I'm losing you on on this. Yeah. I I thought, um, you know, I liked that it was a, in fact I'm bringing the guitars up a little bit. I liked to, it was a little harder rocking. Yeah, um, I thought which I, I personally appreciated, uh, for sure. Um, Let's see here. I'm uh, just skimming here. Uh, Jeremy likes the come together, um, the live new mix. Really, uh, really like that. Uh, Crystal likes uh, said, "Oh, my love is beautiful." Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Yep, I agree. Um, let's see. <laughs> Well, I agree, Chris, uh, that says we need more George live. Yes, we do need mm. <laughs> Well, I don't have it handy here. Uh, <laughs> I just, I, I can reach for it, but I, wish. I picked up I... one of those George Harrison Harry's on tour, uh, 74 oh, the, uh, yeah. uh, CDs. Yep. Um, uh, Tom uh, Brennan <laughs> also says the best, just like starting over, is the 2010 remaster. Mm. Uh, I don't like the ultimate mix much either. Okay. Yeah, I'm trying to. Okay. Yeah, I haven't played the 2010 remaster in a while, so I'd have to uh, go back and, and play that to, to remember how that sounds. But yeah, this one just didn't, you know, didn't do it for me. Yeah, I love everything from the from the 2010 remasters. Mm. I think they were done perfectly for me, anyway. Okay. Well, um, unless anyone has any parting thoughts, it's be a good time to turn it around and say, "Okay, uh, what did we go around and everybody say where what they're up to, or where they can be found." Uh, Ken, do you want to do your uh, contest? Uh, sure, yes, I, 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 I did have one final thought about about the compilation, though. Oh, sure, I stuck um, out again, and I'm that's <laughs> no. no um, Obviously, if, if you go to 100 John Lennon fans and ask them to put together their, oh. their list for a two CD compilation, yeah. everyone's going to have something different. Correct. But as someone who, and I know I'll be under fire for this, but I never agreed with John's point of view that his best work was Plastic Auto Band, Imagine, Double Fantasy. And when you do that, everything in the middle, you know, gets short shrift. And, you know, I kind of felt like, of the seven John Lennon vocal songs in Double Fantasy, six are on there. Right. And there's only one song from Sometime in New York City. Yeah. You know, and only three from Mind Games. And uh, four I from think, Plastic Ono, I think. I, yeah. And yeah. five or six from Imagine. Imagine there's a lot right. from Imagine. So mm-hmm. I wish it was a little bit more balanced. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I wish that there was, point. you know, another song from Mind Games another song from sometime in new york city trim one or two songs and double fantasy or or imagine i think Mm. it would have been much more balanced that way uh that's just my two cents that's a fair that's a fair point yeah i agree but since you mentioned it (laughs) (laughs) i have a special contest that's going to start this friday on my website and just when you thought it was safe to stay in your house 
Think again. <laughs> Despite repeated warnings, <laughs> Ooh. I'm bringing back the World of Ken contest. What that means is uh, we have uh, several authors whose first name is Ken, and I'm giving away three books from authors named Ken, including our very own Ken Womack, his new book, John Lennon 1980, our last show. We interviewed uh, Ken for that, The Last Days in the Life. Also, there's Ken McNabb, and he put out a book recently called yep. End in the, in the End. End. Really wonderful book. Is that and a hardcover? This is hardcover right here. Oh, excellent. And uh, for a while, it wasn't available in the US. Yes. It was only in the UK, but it came out recently in the United States. And it's all about 1969, all the details of what the Beatles were doing, group solo-wise, the marriages, the business problems, everything. Um, it's all here in this book. Really wonderful book. And then there's Ken Mansfield. Yes. Who put out a book recently around yeah. the time of the anniversary of the uh, rooftop concert. And he was the US manager for Apple Records. So you can win all three books in one shot. And only one person will be able to do that. Find out all the details on my website, kenmichaelsradio.com. On the homepage, it'll lead you to the special contest page. It'll tell you how to win. It's a contest that lasts for a week. Okay, three Kens in one. <laughs> given by a Ken. The, yes, right. given by a Ken. The Kens. Right. The Kens strike again. <laughs> Multiple Kens. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> All right. So uh, let's go. I'm, if you want to get in touch with me, please watch my channel on YouTube. Meet Mr. Mayo and. You, you can you can just write the comments or Gmail. You can get me if you want to, you know, ask me anything on the side. And let's go around, uh, Kit. All right. Well, uh, as always, you can check me out on my uh, Facebook page. Um, and November tenth, Tuesday, November tenth, I am uh, will return uh, to Ken Womack's Tuesday Night Record Club, and uh, this time we are going to be talking about Joni Mitchell's Blue. Mm. So it should be a really fun, uh, fun night. Uh, we had a great time uh, talking about Songs in the Key of Life last time. So, uh, so how Ken can you not have fun talking about Songs in the Key of Life? Exactly. I mean, we <laughs> we just had a blast. People were literally dancing on in their chairs it was great they were i swear to god it was it was wonderful so we're not going to be dancing to blue but, but not much there to dance to. Not, not quite that kind of an album but uh but we're, we'll have a, a great time nonetheless so it'll be tuesday november 10th um and uh, i'll put the link on uh, my facebook page i'll put it on uh, talk more talk it's absolutely free you just have to go and register um, on uh, eventbrite and it will be at 7 30 p.m eastern so I uh, hope, uh, hope to see you all there. And of course, if uh, you want to reach us uh, on Talk More Talk, uh, you can just reach us at uh, talkmoresolotalk at gmail.com. You can go over to our website at uh, talkmoretalk.com. And uh, of course, you know, we're on YouTube. Please go over there and subscribe. And uh, you can find us on Facebook since you're you're on here right now uh, watching us you know we're there and uh, on twitter uh talk more talk one that's number one um please send us your feedback if you have ideas for future shows yep. you'd like us to you know topics you uh, would like to suggest we 
love hearing your ideas. We've, we've used some of your ideas in the past. So, uh, so please let us know. Um, and uh, please uh, tell your friends, tell everybody you know uh, about our show. And, and as always, thank you for, uh, for supporting us. Mm-hmm. Somebody else dive in. I'll give it to you two guys. Who wants to dive in next? I don't care. I'll go. go. I'll go. <laughs> uh, two legs, you know, again, we're, we're busy as ever. We're a weekly show now these days. Uh, our last two episodes have been posted. One, we had Ed Chen from our buddy Ed Chen from When They Was Fab. We, we, we talked about the 2007 memory almost full. That was a lot of fun. And this p- previous week, we had our very talented writer, Owen Ling, on, and we discussed the Eric Stewart's uh, and, and Paul McCartney partnership. So that was a lot of fun because we, not only did we talk about the partnership, we also talk, gave a good backstory about Eric Stewart, his uh, years with Mindbenders and years with 10CC. Just learned a lot from Owen. He's a really big fan of Eric Stewart's work. So that was that was a lot of fun. Earlier today, before we did this, I had the very, I mean, amazing pleasure to talk to drummer Dave Maddox, who, who's done work with George Harrison and Paul McCartney. Very nice guys, very generous with his time. Told some amazing stories. I'm really looking forward to putting this episode out this Saturday, the 7th. So look out for that. And then also um, I have uh, our, our our buddy Ethan Alexanian is going to be on two legs here this month. <laughs> and, and we're going to talk about the new which i'm really looking forward to because that's such a great album in my opinion as well so be on the lookout for that so uh you can email us at two legs podcast at gmail.com you can find us on facebook twitter and instagram at two legs podcast and we have a new webpage two legs podcast.com so you can check us out there as well and um if I'm missing something, I hope not. But uh but man that's a lot (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah and thank okay. you, everybody, for checking us out. And and lastly, the YouTube page, Two Legs, a Paul McCartney podcast. You can check us out there as well, too, please. Oh, boy. And we have one left. Yeah. yeah. Tom is a fast train running. He really is. <laughs> yes, he is. <laughs> Don't know uh, where I'm getting all this time. It's going to North Fork, Virginia. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, let's see. On my other podcast show, Things We Said Today, last week we did an interview with Ashley Kahn who is the author of this brand new book called George Harrison on George Harrison interviews and encounters. It's a lot of interviews that George did throughout his lifetime, even going back to the Beatle days up, uh, up till the end of, uh, of his life. And um, it's really a wonderful book. It explores so many topics, what he had to say about the Beatles through all those decades, his spirituality. And I will be doing an interview with Ashley privately mm. uh, Wednesday. Okay. And that's going to be on my new Ken Michaels Radio YouTube page. Yes. So oh, that's that's excellent. my next right. interview. And uh, my show, Every Little Thing, there'll be a new one coming out next week, which will have some of my interview with Joey Molland of Bad Finger, which, uh, as I've said before, has a brand new album out called Be True to Yourself. Also exploring songs that start with the word all. <laughs> <laughs> Only on my show do we do right. silly things like that. So thematic <laughs> sets like that. If you want to know all the stations that carry the show, you can only listen to it as a live broadcast, but there's one page on my website. Look at the Every Little Thing page, list all the radio stations, the times when they broadcast them. They have links. There are links on that page to the website so you can stream them. Okay, I think that's everything. If you want to write to me, my email address is everylittlething at att.net. I think that covers everything. 
And yes. when you mentioned Ed Chen, I, I almost forgot to mention this past weekend, I recorded a, an appearance on When They Was Fab, um, uh -huh. with uh, also with our buddy Ethan Alexanian, and we talked about um, anthology. We talked about the, the final TV installment of, uh, of the anthology documentary back from 25 years ago. <laughs> I can't believe it's been 25 years. Isn't that amazing? I, I just, God. I can't believe saying that. Oh. And <laughs> yikes, it seems like yesterday. And, uh, and all your so troubles were so far away. Far away, mm -hmm. that's right. <laughs> now I need a place to hide away. But anyway, so we're. <laughs> oh, I believe uh, in yesterday. Uh, <laughs> anybody else? <laughs> So, I believe uh, in here today. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> and tomorrow. So, uh, so that episode should be coming out uh, in the next week or so. So I'll post it on my uh, my Facebook page as soon as it comes out. So thank Excellent. you for saying Ed's name. I almost forgot to mention that. <laughs> I've been and trying. I've been sitting here trying to look at John Lennon's song titles while you guys are talking, trying to think of a sign off thing. <laughs> unless unless Tom has one. So I, you know, because usually you say, okay, that's oh that that's it. Thanks for watching. And on behalf of you know that whole thing. On behalf of Kiddo Tool, uh Ken Michaels, Tom Hunyati, I'm Joe Mayo saying Tom, do you have one? Anybody have a John Lennon Go quote? out and vote. I, yeah. I was gonna say that. <laughs> that's right. Go out and vote. I was gonna say that but I decided not to. The song uh, you anyway. don't know about. Yeah, 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 yeah. John, we haven't heard before. Yeah. I probably would have said give me some truth. Yeah, a good. line. I probably would have said a line from that. Give me some truth on both sides. Yeah. All right, everybody. Yes. Thanks for being here. <laughs> <laughs> good night, Take everybody. Care. So long. Talk,